Blog Talk Radio. How you feel about that? So, 
let's specifically talk about what it is to claim a child. Or a person, I speak I'm not... up a little bit more so that everybody can hear you. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, I, I just want to make sure that they can on Facebook, okay. Facebook Live. So when we talk about claiming a child or any other person for that matter as a dependent person, what that means is that you provide more than 50% of the financial support for that person's health and well-being. So with that being said, anyone who is claiming a person, whether it be a child or an adult, and they are not providing at least 50% of that person's financial support, I don't think that person, regardless of the factors that you've mentioned, should be allowed to do so. Even So even if they're paying child, let's say they're paying child support, but the amount of child support doesn't hit that 50% mark, you're saying that another man should be able to carry that kid on their income tax if she's dating someone else? Nope, that's not what I said. So let's okay. talk about child support, okay? okay? I'll use myself as a personal example. So my child support did not cover anywhere near close to 50% of the financial support for my children for right. their living arrangement, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And for me, I wasn't in a situation where I was receiving any sort of assistance, but let's just say, because I see where you're headed, Let's just say it is a custodial parent, whether it's a mother or a father, who has custody where the children live under that person's shelter, and that person doesn't work. However, that person receives assistance to ensure that child receives the shelter they need, the food, the electrical, the water, all of those things that are necessary on the day-to-day. And the other parent pays their child support that has been court ordered. In most cases that I have come into personal contact with, even with that scenario being true, that parent that's paying child support is not providing at least 51% of what's necessary to keep that child with their day-to-day requirements. So whether it is your boo, your boyfriend, your aunt, or whoever, I don't think that person should be allowed. And furthermore, the the repercussions behind it aren't, you know, in favor of that person just for the simple idea of being able to get an earned income credit back. And then if they do, how are they going to reinvest it into those persons that they've claimed? In most cases, it's not reinvested when it's not the custodial parent. And that's the part no one talks about. But let's, 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 all right, let's be very realistic about this. Um, mm-hmm. Most people are not looking at it from a technical tax point. Even people that don't even deal with the father of the children. I mean, you mm-hmm. guys, I mean, people, I literally know people that sell their kids every year. I knew a young lady, she said she works, how many, what, three to six months? Well, she, she has a down pack to where she knows how much to work, then she quits her job, and at the end of uh tax season, which is now, she she literally starts to sell off her kid to different people and yada, yada. So I, I, I say that to say this. You're, you're being very, very technical as far as tax code, but 
and you're because somebody listening right now will probably take that and actually make a legitimate case that when they just don't even have the the right morals to do what's right. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying? They won't say they be like, am, did you not hear what she said on that show? What, what she said was, what's that? I am professionally an accountant, so that's the first thing I want to make sure that I tell you is the right way before we get into the specifics. Right, right. But, you know, we're dealing with very emotional people. I mean, I know people that get mad with their, their kid's father, you know, in, in December and said, you know, send them that nasty text, you ain't carrying your son this year or something like that. You know what I mean? And, you know, just trying to – people actually use <laughs> – uh, income tax, earn income as a tool, and I, it's become weaponized in, in some in some ways, in some aspects. Because I mean, you're like, okay, so you got guys literally on edge towards the end of the year. They're trying to be really, 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 really nice to the the mother of their children, just so <laughs> when he files taxes, he can get that social security number, just so he can have a little extra. Uh, Income in his in his pocket, so you know that's it's it's it gets messy, and I'm sure you doing taxes and being an accountant, you've seen this before firsthand. Um, how messy it can get in situations like that, and I've seen it firsthand myself, especially with the women that don't have jobs. I feel like if you don't have a job, this is my personal opinion. If you don't have a job. And your husband, your ex-husband or ex-whatever is providing child support for the kids, be it under 51% or not, shouldn't you share that earned income over letting the other guy file? Now, he's your husband. If the other guy commits to you and you get married, that's something, you know, that's one thing, that's one aspect of it. Because um, mm-hmm. now that's your husband, and that household you guys move as one unit. This that this whole state is irrelevant to that. You know, this is this is to those people who you know who has children. The father of their children doesn't live home, doesn't live at the house, and they have another boo boo there. And you know, in tax season, every year in America it gets ugly. Every year it gets ugly for those for those reasons. I mean, you started seeing all the memes coming up. Uh, about tax season, which we'll talk about that in the next segment, about guys manipulating women doing tax season. So y'all want to tune in for that. By the way, how do you feel about that? Before we take a commercial break, do you, are guys really manipulating women um, towards the tax season? I think so, for the very reason that you've already given, you know, with the scenario. It's a very vulnerable time for those parents that are caring for the kids without the support of the other parents. And if it is a person who has been unemployed or only worked a limited amount of time throughout the year, if they know that allowing someone else to claim their child will yield a larger return than doing so themselves, people do take advantage of that sort of vulnerability, especially when we talk about money. Mm. Well, I'm about to take a call, but before I take a call, um, can you tell those women that are maybe insecure and let these guys come to you? <laughs> Don't do it, ladies. Don't do it. 
<laughs> okay, we're gonna go to the phone. We're gonna take a phone call, then go to commercial break. But I gotta get some of these calls uh, going. <laughs> okay, caller, you are on the air. Hello. Hello. Oh, you're on the air. Hello. You're on the air. Um. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um. I honestly don't think that um, it's the father. Is it in the home? Um, or if the children don't go with him apart at least part of the year or whatever to live with him six months out of the year, because that's one of the questions on the tax um, form. Mm-hmm. Does, does the child live with you six months, you know, within the year? And if that child hasn't lived with you six months within a year, there is, I don't, um, there is no way that you could, should be able to carry that child, um, whether you're paying child support or not, because honestly, your child is more than just a number. It's more than just those numbers that they gave you. Um, so you're looking at it. To me, it seems as if, Children now, when they have kids, a lot of people, they have kids, it's more so um, they're thinking on that, like, hey, you can carry this and I can carry that. Um, That's not how you make your money through the children. And if he's not there um, contributing more than just money, uh, what about the time? What about when the child is sick? No, mm mm-mm. I don't I don't agree uh, with that. Um, now I, I mean, do that's, that's say. Your opinion. Go ahead. Yeah, but I um I will say that um around tax season you'll start seeing a shift in attitude where they won't talk to you, but around that tax season, then you you see them starting to come around and starting to be nice because they're going to ask that question, you know, um, am I still doing this? Am I still carrying that? Um, and honestly, if you, if, if the woman was in love with herself enough to realize what was going on, she would plainly tell him, no, you know, oh, that, them days are over with and it's not being shy or anything. The whole, um, situation, it could actually blow up in your face because if you ever get audited, you're both going to be looking crazy. Mm. So I agree with so you, I, Huh? I said I agree with you. Because yeah, it's, it's okay. like, I just feel that um, tax season, I mean, it's, it's emotions, just like you said, it runs high. Now, I will say this. When it comes down to another man in your home that is not the father of those kids, these days I wouldn't dare even give him the number of the Social Security number to the children. Because (laughs) who is to say that y'all going to be together? Who is to say that you haven't healed from what you was already in and, you you know, he's fooling you also? So when he leaves, what do he have? He has the, t- the the kids' um, social security number, and then it's, yes, it's a fight on your hands trying to prove to somebody, oh no, you know, no, he can't take them; those are not his kids. But then they're gonna ask you, did you let him carry them before? 
Right. Oh. So oh, man. You're, you're making you're making a really uh, a um, a pit for your own self. Wow. These are bad. I mean, so, that's a great way to look at it. I'm really shocked. I thought it was just kind of fun and games or social media memes about guys actually doing the whole manipulating thing around tax season. Um, but apparently, it's a real thing. Apparently, it's, it's a real thing. Because as soon as they get their cut and they see they cutting you back off, now, now you and your fillers again. And not only that, not only are they cutting you off, you ain't getting a dime of that money they're getting because you done did all the work. Kids sick. The kids need this. Kids need that. And you're there. You're they they need to talk to somebody. They need some emotional support. They need you're there. You you'll be crazy and, and to to give them that number so that they can have money in their pocket to do what they want. When honestly. If, like I said, if they have a home, if the child is with them, if they, you know, they have weekends or whatever, however they do it, spend time with them, whatever. Do do what you have to do as a father. But And that goes for mothers, too, because I'm going to tell you something. Some of these mothers have these children, and they're not there with them. But yet, they're having them on their income tax. Somebody else is caring, taking care of them while they do whatever they want. That's wrong also. So, I mean, it's, it's, to me, a lot of this is like a moneymaker for both sides, especially if their mother is not doing what she's supposed to either. But uh, a lot of the fathers, they look at it as a, a come-up period. Wow. And then well, after I tax mean, season, the, the child, poor child, don't see or hear from them again. Well, y'all guys, you guys here again. Thank you so much for your call. So, yeah, well. um. Wow, I mean, this stuff. This stuff seems to be pretty serious, uh, Miss Miss Rebecca. <laughs> and you know what? I actually, because I don't want for us to just harp on the idea that number one, mothers are the ones who are taking care of the kids, because you have a lot of single fathers out here now. I'm beginning to see that a lot, and in some of these cases, the fathers don't have a judicial order of custody, and the mother who don't have custody are still claiming the kids and receiving the money like the caller just mentioned. And my thing is this, number one, whoever has custody of the kids, it's important that you go through whatever necessary steps to get the proper paperwork to say, I legally have custody and rights to these children and everything that goes along with it, including claiming them as dependents on my taxes. The next thing um, she also mentioned, like, how sometimes it won't even be the mother or the father who has the kids, and I thought at that point we do have a lot of kids who reside with grandparents. The grandparents Mm -hmm. may not even be filing taxes, but yet the mother is still claiming the kids. And to that point I say this. Whoever is going to reinvest in the lives of those children, because that's essentially what the earned income credit is for, that's the person who should either, one, claim the children or dependent person, or be given the money if that's the person who is truly caring for the child or the dependent person. So even if it's like a grandmother. Got you, got you. Well, we're going to take another call. Um, apparently this is the issue. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're on the air. 
Hello? You on the air? Go ahead, Carly. You're on the air. Can you hear us? I guess we'll come back uh, Come back to them. They may have stepped away from the phone. I'm going to take the next call. We got a lot of calls coming in. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Carly. Hello? Hello? You're, you're on there. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I I, I just had a comment about the whole thing um, because it seems like the conversation is a little one-sided. Um, from my perspective, you know, me dealing with parents with this issue from a work standpoint, I have a lot of parents or, or mothers who – um, for for one, let let me just be clear about this. When it comes to um, to time sharing and 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 spending time with the kids, Florida is moving more towards fifty uh, fifty with the kids. It's only during the school year that is that is different. And so, with with my perspective on this, I see a lot of mothers who are living off the system. They don't work at all the entire year. The only thing that the only source of income that they get is money that they get on the table from whatever and the father is really basically working his butt off, paying child support all year. In addition to paying child support, he's still maintaining his relationship with his child and he's still getting his child every every week, um uh, as allowed. So when you have a father that's very um, active in his child's life, he gets his child every week when when he's supposed to, and on top of that, he's still paying the mother um, child support. And then you have, and this mother feels like, hey, I'm gonna let I ain't worked all year, I don't work, I don't have no income, so I'm gonna let my sister carry my child or whoever the the grandma or or friend. I feel like that's very selfish when this father has been working hard all year taking care of his child, and then you basically sell the child off to somebody else because you have the social, and you refuse to give it to the dad because you're just trying to make some money off of this child when they have a parent that's been claiming this child, you know, that that legally ha- has the right to claim this child. Um, and, no, I don't agree with that old splitting it or whatever because, you know, I, I I'm not a tax expert, so I can't say how they how earned income tax is calculated. But I do believe if the father is paying for childcare, uh, buying all the clothes, and and in this this whatever this earned income, if it's coming up out of his uh, check or whatever, because I'm I'm sure the money that's coming back is based off of what his income is and the taxes that's coming out of his income then that money is due to the father. So why would he have to split a check with the mother when he already doing his due diligence, due diligence and making sure that child is taken care of by making his support payments in addition to spending time with his child and vice versa for, for, for fathers. If, if that be the case, if the, if the mother is working and the father, I don't, I don't see it too often where, you know, where a father is trying to sell off, a child for somebody to carry, but it is so common for women who don't work to try to sell off a child's social security number to somebody because they finna pay them rather than letting the other parent who has been taking care of the child carry them. I don't understand well, that. I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. 
And unfortunately, that is the reality um, for a lot of people in our black community. I will say you mentioned something. If there is any parent, regardless of which parent, who is doing all the right things, first of all, I urge those parents to make sure that you contact the Social Security Administration Office and get that child's Social Security card. That way, the Social Security number is not used as a weapon. And also get a copy mm-hmm. of that child's birth certificate. And if you're that involved in the child's life, get copies of report cards. If you're having parent-teacher conferences, have all of your documentation to say, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So in the event that a child has been bartered over to someone who's not doing for the child, you have all of your evidential proof that you rightfully so should be allowed to claim that child. Wow. wow. Exactly. And, well, and, and that was the point that I was making because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, you know, it's no, it's not right for a father. I, I agree with y'all conversation. It's not right for a father to just pop up when an income tax check comes. But it's mm-hmm. also not right for a mother to step pawn off a child or sell a social security number when they have a parent that has worked the full year taking care of their child and have the right to claim them or carry them. The the only other thing is is just you know, if the father is married and have a wife and and the let's say the father owns a business, so he's not necessarily going to claim the daughter because he files business taxes, but his wife who who helps contribute to that child every day, she files regular income taxes i mean what's what's your stance on? Should the should the wife be allowed to carry the daughter if she's contributed just as much? She spent just as much time because they live together, so she's coming to their home, or or she lives with them. Like I, I believe that I think, the wife I she absolutely should be allowed to because the contribution comes from that household. If that mm-hmm. husband and that wife supports that that other spouse's child. And we're not just going to just make it seem like it's just, you know, husbands. It could be wives. The support comes from mm-hmm. that household. So that household should reap the benefits of that once-a-year tax credit. That is to replenish the funds and the support that has come out of that household. So regardless of what their tax situation is and how they choose to file, yes, that wife of, in this scenario, that husband should be allowed to claim that child because, her earned income is going towards the support of that child too. And so, what if there's a from your, with your expertise, if there was an audit or anything, she um, would be okay. She would be perfectly oh, okay. 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 Well, we have look, this. This turns a very informative show. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for your call. <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, I'm actually learning a lot to be honest with you, um, concerning these issues and things like that. But like I said, this is a very this is a very tense time of year. Um, so much so mm-hmm. I got I, we're coming up on a hard, hard break. I, I know I was supposed to bench a commercial break, but I want to get some of these calls out of the way. So we wanna take a quick commercial break and we will be right back after this. 
Mela Miracle is an organic skin oil that helps with skin conditions such as eczema, alopecia, and psoriasis. It is most commonly used for pain relief such as arthritis, tendonitis, joint pain, even muscle soreness. And it works in less than two minutes. Make your pain go away. Every time you rub it in that place, that's Mela Miracle. Mela Miracle. Mela Miracle is an organic skin oil that helps with skin conditions like eczema, alopecia, and psoriasis. Most commonly used for pain relief, arthritis, tendonitis, joint pain, even muscle soreness. And it works in less than two minutes. Miracle. Mela Miracle. Do you suffer from chronic pain and always wondered, is there an alternative to opioids with all these side effects? Well, guess what, guys? The answer is here at Total Pain Relief under the direction of Dr. Terrell Newton. For more information, dial 904-374-0353. 914205508030. Press the number one, it will put you in queue to be live on the air. Again, that number is 914205508030. And of course, I have the special guest with me, Miss Rebecca McLaren. Did I say it right that time? You did not, but uh, hopefully oh. you'll be around for it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Hopefully you'll get it right before the end of the show. It's McLaurin. So think of Warren, but without the E. McLaurin. Uh, like, all right, Warren, Clorin. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. McLaurin. Is that, is that right? <laughs> That's better. <laughs> close, close enough, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the topic tonight is income tax and relationships. Like I said before the commercial break, this is a very tense time of the year. We want to hear from you, Facebook Live. If you listen to Facebook Live, iTunes, Blog Talk, the website, Please call in. Once again, the number is 914-205-5803. The number one, again, it is 914-205-5803. And press the number one. It will put you right in queue. So, Miss McLaurin, hopefully I said that right. Uh, <laughs> with all the things that you – there's a lot of different aspects to this. Um, and I do think that maybe men are getting a bad rap um, overall. Because the last caller did actually point out something. Not saying men don't do it because they definitely do. You see more kids being bartered or sold. I've even had mm-hmm. women try to sell their kids to me. That sounds really bad. Taxes. They try to sell <laughs> the taxes. You don't say, hey, if you, you know, carry my kid, you know, I got eight kids. And I let you carry two of my kids, you know, give me 2000 and you can keep this. And, then you know, you do see a lot of that going on. And, um. But the twisted side of it is, well, at the same time, the kids, 
do on on a large scale spend the majority of the time with the mothers in a lot of these situations. But like I said earlier in the first segment, a lot of these women don't even work. So it's kind of like, hmm, you know, and we do see those situations where the man, there's another man in the house that is uh, carrying the kids on his taxes or the sister is carrying the person or on their taxes, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. with, with all that being well, said, we can move forward a resolve with this because we know that is the case um, for a lot of different individuals. Um, I'm hoping that we can talk to some guys that maybe call in and we can talk about what do you do if in the event this has happened to you, you're providing support as you should, you are doing your due diligence, and you feel like you should be allowed to um, have the child claimed on your taxes as a dependent. It's not court-ordered. Um, you've never gone through any custody hearings or anything like that, but ethically, you should be allowed. So I hope that we get some mail callers so that we can talk about yeah, what yeah, do you yeah, do uh, when this is happening. Fellas, if you are out there listening at this right now, just call in. Listen, you can't be identified. Call in. Let's hear your perspective. We've heard a lot of different perspectives from the women. We would like to hear some uh, men callers out there. And if you did miss the number and you would like to call in, are you a little nervous about calling in, but you might try to call in a little bit later, just write this number down. Uh, 914-205-5803. And then you press the number one, it will put you in queue. Again, that is 914-205-5803. And press the number one, it will put you in queue to speak. We we want to hear, because I'm sure there's a diverse level of stories out there when it comes to to men and uh, this time of year uh, with with taxes and earned incomes and baby mamas and baby fathers and you know, lions, tigers and bears, oh my, you know, the whole the whole night. This is a very tense and very emotional part of the year. Um and I'm gonna to have to bring you back on the show to do another segment about um people just, you know, taking all the income tax and going buying cars and not paying bills. We're gonna talk about that's gonna be a whole nother <laughs> that's gonna be a whole nother but I would like to get your input on that, you know, as an accountant, what your advice is. I guess since we're talking about taxes, you could hit a little bit of that while we get while we get the guys time to get some courage to call in. <laughs> so first thing is I want to make this number available to everyone who's listening. If you have mm-hmm. any concerns about a situation like we've been discussing, the number to call is one eight hundred. That's the customer service line. It's available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., whatever your local time is. And from that number, from what I said earlier, if you have your documentation, you will be allowed an opportunity to provide all of that information. And whatever the repercussions are to the person that has bought it off the child, the IRS will definitely handle it. The Internal Revenue will definitely handle it. And the wrong will be righted. Like you will have the opportunity to get the credit for the support that you provide for your child. Some people feel like, oh, well, you know, he or she is already 
sold the child off, there's nothing I can do. Well, that's not correct. There is something you can do. You can have that that situation rectified where you are allowed to correctly claim your child. And that person, if you can only imagine, has to deal with all the ramifications behind their actions. But there is something that people can do, and I want people to know that part so that they don't feel like, well, I'm not even going to bother because, you know, they've already sold the child off and somebody's already claimed them. There is something you can do. Well, please, please give that number uh, one more time, you know. Okay. Please give Sure. It's 1-800-829-1040, and that is the IRS customer service line. It is available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., whatever your local time is. Well, see, that's why I love having experts to come on the show. Because I'll be honest with you, a lot of times, you know, situations you do just say, you know what, whatever. Forget you know, yeah. you know, she, you know, she carried him, blah, 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 blah. I don't even want to go down the road of even beginning to try to get this money back or, 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 or this. It can be very discouraging. So the fact that there is a number out there, that you can call mm-hmm. and and say, hey, you know this is this this is wrong, and I and I hope the guys out there take advantage of this, and I don't want nobody to get mad at me like Robert, you messing up my hustle. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> we're doing it for the kids. <laughs> who do you think he is? It's not about you. It's not about him. It's for the children. You know what I mean? So in that aspect, like I said, a lot of guys they're just number one, they're unaware and uninformed that there is even a way out or there is even a number to call or there's even a process that they can begin in these situations like that. So, fellas, if you're out there, um, just don't sit down and roll over. Don't lay down and roll over. Ladies, if you're out there, don't let don't let men come and be nice to you just because it's tax season. You know, we, we've been hitting on that a little bit. That seems to be a, a problem. You know, you meet a guy while you out drinking. Listen, at, at this point right now, if you don't know a guy if you haven't met a guy before, don't talk to him until after March. <laughs> no, after April 15th. I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you have not met a guy yet, don't meet no new fellas until after March. At least then you know he ain't trying to holler at you for your taxes. Especially if you meet him. And the first thing you want to know is how many kids you got. <laughs> don't, only during this time of the year, though, because that is a valid question. But... But, you know, you've got to be careful. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I'm, I'm joking a little bit because I don't want some of y'all to, you know, your blessing. My God might bless you with a husband in January or February. I don't know. But I'm just saying be careful. Be very, very careful until uh, we get to March. By that time, everybody should have uh, filed except business people like me that may have to get an extension on April 15th. So, <laughs> but other than that, you know, be careful. Fellas, if you've been going through this, remember – uh, there's a number, the 1-800 number. Before we close out, I'm going to have you give that number again, so make sure you keep it close to you, okay? Okay. And remember, guys, the number to call in is area code 914-205-5803. And remember, you hit the number 1. You press the number 1, that will actually put you in queue. If you just call in, you're just listening. You have to press the number 1. Again, that is 914-205-5803. That's for the person that texts me saying, I keep calling into the show. It don't matter how many times you call. If you don't press number one, 
the little blue light ain't gonna come up, and then I can bring you on the show. So that's how that that's how that works. <laughs> so this is actually uh, pretty fun and, and and informative. I ain't gonna lie to you. Originally, I kind of thought it was gonna be a little ratchet because of the the climate of what we're talking about. And um, <laughs> people have to people have to understand. This is a very hustle time of the year. I mean, you know, you got the guys coming. You say, hey, babe, you know, I'm going to flip this. <laughs> <laughs> this happens every It happens. Unfortunately every true. Year. Unfortunately true. But like the young lady mentioned earlier, you give someone your child's social security number and date of birth, they now have that information. They could go next year and claim your child again, and you don't even know it. And then you run into a situation well. When you try to claim your own child, guess what? Red flag, you're now being audited. And chances are you're liable to get into a harsher, you know, a harsher punishment than the person that you originally allowed to claim your child. So you also got to be mindful of that's very valuable information to be given out and what the long-term effects could be of that. Yeah, yeah. Remember, you know, that can that can affect you, especially I'm going to go, you know, talk about the black community for a second here, you know, especially when we're talking about like wealth challenges that we are disproportionately that we have um, because of lack of education in the aspect of finances and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. even your, your kid's social num- social security number out like that is super, super dangerous in the mm-hmm. climate that we have now anyway. I mean, most of us were already but... in debt, you yeah. know. So yeah, just just don't just not not tax purpose, but you know just to be giving it out willy nilly because someone would be like, hey, but you know money money makes people move, you know, you know you got a bills to pay and somebody come to you and said, let me carry your kid for a thousand dollars, you gonna think you gonna think long and hard about that, you know, <laughs> you might have to go pray about it a little bit, but I guarantee you it's really not worth it. God can bless you in some form or fashion, amen. <laughs> I agree. But I. I <laughs> I don't want to make everybody a Christian, but no, this is this is this is serious, serious, serious uh, uh, stuff. This is probably this time of year is the most hustled, most um, conniving time of the year. Even with car dealerships, you know, I, I had to get a car recently, but I typically hate buying cars around this time of year because even it's, it's like I took an asset protection class. And asset protection class, they teach a lot of people that making money and wealthy people to come in and show them how to protect their money because when you make money, you become a target for lawsuits, for scammers, for a lot of things. And people need to realize, by being tax season, everybody is out to get your little $3,000, $8,000, $11,000. Everybody. I mean, the, the, yeah. the car dealerships, the, the furniture companies, the the whoever you name, they are out to hustle you, get your get your money, <laughs> and um, most people they're going to be broke by what April? Is there a statistic Which on that? Day? I give them people thirty that days. Thirty days? I give them thirty days. In most cases, I've been filing taxes. Um, wow, over ten years, and I usually do a lot of educational informing when I'm dealing with young clients who are the very same type of people that we're discussing tonight. 
And I usually try to encourage them to reinvest that money so that later on they have it available for the instances where the child needs, you know, whether it be senior prom or a field trip or specific items for things with sports or school or what have you. And those can be investments that you can go right to your bank and get, right? It'd be something small like a CD for someone who, you know, is reluctant to save at least a CD, kind of has some restrictions that pertain to you withdrawing early to kind of get you not so much to do so. Um, and that's to protect the interest of the person that you're trying to um, essentially invest in. Um, I wouldn't suggest to these sort of people like to actually go out and do investments um, because they're more than likely not going to take the time um, to educate themselves, and they're not going to be willing to waste the time necessary to see the money actually grow. So that's one of the main things that I suggest always is a CD or the type of account that does not allow withdrawals. Some people know them as holiday accounts where you put money in throughout the entire year and you're not allowed to withdraw until a certain date, and that's usually around, like, November 1st, October-ish time. So people are more familiar with those. But that's what I encourage the young people that for the one time a year they're going to get five to $10,000 back. They've never seen that amount of money all at one time other than during tax season is take some of that money, put it aside so that when your children need something, at least you have those resources still available to you. Wow. That's dope stuff right there. Well, Miss McLaurin, hopefully I said that right. <laughs> We're going to get it together. Um, thank you for like coming on and dropping knowledge. Thank all the callers for calling in. I mean, this is a very informative show. Uh, get that number out before we go and everything. Get that number out again one more time for those who are listening via however they're listening. Sure. So the number to the IRS customer service is 1-800-829-1040, and it is available Monday through Friday from 7 a.m., to 7 p.m. if you have any questions or concerns or you want to report someone who has bartered a child that you feel, you know, they should not have or if you're in a situation where you deserve an opportunity to claim a person or a child as a dependent and someone else has been allowed to do so, there is something you can do to have that action reversed so that you are allowed to get the credit that's due to you. And at the bottom of the page, somewhere is a link that says contact us, and you will see that number along with an option to send an email, and you may remain anonymous if you like. There's also a form that you can fill out, and you may remain anonymous if you like to report these sort of instances as well. Lord knows, after this show, somebody, ooh, people going to start snitching. It's good. It's good. (laughs) No, but if someone should be allowed to claim a child or dependent person and they're not being allowed to, 
then they need to take the proper action instead of sitting around talking about, oh, this is what's happening, but they're not taking the action to have it, you know, corrected. So I want to make sure you give people the resources they need to be able to take that action. Absolutely. I agree. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Remember, um, January 29th at Cuba Libre, we are having the largest medical cannabis cocktail affair in the state of Florida, the Green Tide Fair slash Green at Cuba Libre starting at 6 o'clock. So make sure you guys are there bright and early again. That is January 29th, 6 p.m. sharp at the door. A special shout out to uh, all of the dispensaries, but a really special shout out to Affordable MarijuanaLicense.com. Remember, if you have anything that is pre-existing right now, we are doing only uh, your doctor visits are free. All you have to do is pay the seventy-five dollars state fee, and you can go and visit us at AffordableMarijuanaLicense.com. It was one of my biggest sponsors, so make sure you guys go check them out. Once again, thank you, uh, Rebecca. At least I said that right, correct? <laughs> you did. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. Robert Sanders. Robert.